what makes me sad, Josh, is so often the church tries to heal the wound superficially and artificially in, in, in the same way lost people try to heal the wound. And it, it's absolutely insufficient when God has given us the sufficiency for such a time, for such a situation. And that sufficiency is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our answer. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Today is the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks on the United States. This is always an interesting question to ask anybody. I mean, er everyone in the United States and maybe even across the world knows where they were when they heard about this. Mm -hmm. And many of us sat in front of TVs for hours watching the events unfold. So I am interested, because I've never asked you this, and I'm sure others are interested in what your own story is about how you experienced that day. And then, especially from the perspective of being the pastor of this church, Founders mm -hmm. Baptist Church in Spring, Texas, and how you shepherded the church through those events, especially what you were preaching the following Sundays, and uh, how maybe how those conversations went around the church during the time. Yeah, it was, it was uh, surreal, for sure, that day. I, I um, walked in, uh, for whatever reason, I had not heard on the radio or anything uh, driving into the office that morning. But I walked into our office area at the church and gathered into uh, a room was the entire staff, <clears throat> and they had the mm -hmm. television on, hmm. and they were watching and, and visibly upset. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then you see the images mm -hmm. of Smoking Tower and you know the, the first plane had flown in to the tower. And I confess, I just did not have any sense of the gravity of mm -hmm. what what I was seeing. You know, you're wondering what happened. Did someone, mm -hmm. did, did you know, an individual pilot and his plane fly into? I mean, you just have no idea. And then, as the day goes on, you you realize, you know, it's, it's a terrorist attack mm -hmm. and it's a a really uh, big deal. So that that was my first encounter with it that day. And, and as time goes on, you begin to realize the heroism that was on display, mm -hmm. the people who tried to rescue those who uh, perished in those two buildings, and, and many of those people themselves perished trying to help help people who were trapped and all the rest. When you realize the, uh, the courage that was on display that day, it's, it's amazing. The way it sort of galvanized the nation for a time mm. yeah, that's true. Uh, was encouraging the fact that people were immediately aware of their mortality. Mm. The churches were full for the next few following Sundays. Now, what was also interesting, Josh, is it wasn't long before the churches were right back to where they yeah. were yeah. in terms of True. attendance. So yeah. it, it was short-lived. Mm -hmm. But to see that immediate awareness of mortality and eternity, and that was encouraging. So th those are my memories. One of the texts that really... I ended up preaching this on the one-year anniversary of the 9-11 attack, but this was a text that was on my mind initially, and, and I would talk often with people about it, is Luke chapter 13, where our Lord was approached by people asking about some tragedies in his day. Luke 13, verse 1, there were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. 
And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And so our Lord makes the point that when these, these tragedies take place in our world, it is not a commentary on the, the sinfulness and the people who suffered as though their sinfulness is, is greater in magnitude than those of us who did not suffer on that day. That's not the message. But what's equally interesting to me is at the same time, our Lord issues a warning and he doesn't just issue words of comfort. He issues a warning and he says, unless you repent, you're all going to perish. What you see on display in the world when these mm -hmm. tragedies occur is just a, a first taste of the tragedy that's gonna to belong to every human being who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Terrible things happen in this world because this world is under a curse. Terrible things happen in this world because it's a world full of sin and sinners. Uh, the people who, who flew those planes into those buildings were sinners. Many of the people who perished in those buildings mm -hmm. were lost, but some were not. There were believers who perished mm -hmm. that day. So it wasn't a commentary on the individual sinfulness of the people who suffered, but it is a commentary on the brevity of life, the, the certainty of death, and the need for Christ. So that, so that these events become a moment of awakening if we're willing to receive it, hmm. to say, I, I am mortal, I'm going to die one day, hmm. and what is the condition of, of my own life before my Creator? Hmm. And if such a tragedy were to strike me today, am I prepared to meet God? Am I prepared because I am clothed in the righteousness of His Son and my sins have been forgiven by the blood of His Son? Do I stand before God justified right with Him because I've, I've believed in his son and received him as my Lord and Savior. That's the message. And so that was the message I was trying to convey to encourage and comfort and grieve mm. with those who were weeping, but at the same time say, this is a wake up call for all of us with respect to our spiritual condition. Mm. Where do we stand before the Lord? Mm. And we've addressed this on this podcast before, this, this question, but, but I wonder if it's appropriate here. What, why would God allow something like this to happen in the world? As in the Tower of Siloam falling on, right. on the 18 who, who, who died in the first century with Jesus, or any major event like this, why does God allow these things to happen? What's the ultimate reason? Yeah, well, he has, uh, in, his, in his perfect <clears throat> wisdom and goodness and sovereignty, this world is under his judgment. I mean, it's under a curse. And so he allows humanity to experience the repercussions of humanity's rebellion. And really, when you talk about events that are tragic, that involve human sinfulness, sinful choices being made, you're seeing the working out of man's depravity. Mm -hmm. And God hasn't spared us of that in this world. He's promised us a better world is coming, an eternal state where none of this will ever happen again for those who know him and love him and have received his son. One day a world is coming with no more tears, no more loss, no more death, no more tragedy like 9-11. Like mm -hmm. And so we can look forward to that day. But it, it, until then, believers even, we live in a world full of, of many events that reflect the evil of mankind. And God doesn't spare the world from that. So in terms of, of the, all of the specifics, mm -hmm. 
at work in God's providences, what he has planned for all these things. We're not able to know that, only God knows. Mm -hmm. And that's where we trust his wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, what all did God mean to accomplish by allowing what happened on 9-11? I, I can't pretend to know all the mm -hmm. things wrapped up in that. That's, that's, that belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. What I do know is what is revealed to us, those things belong to us. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus says in Luke 13 is just as applicable to 9-11 as it was to those people wondering about the slaughter of Galileans or wondering about the loss of life at the Tower of Siloam. The mm -hmm. same message applies. Examine your own life before God. Are you prepared for eternity? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Are your sins forgiven? Are you right with God? That, that's the message I think we have to, to send along with comfort and encouragement and grieving with those who are weeping. The, the most loving thing we can do is point people to Christ. That's mm -hmm. what we need to strive to do. Mm -hmm. And there was in the days that followed, in weeks and months and even years, a special kind of kinship we felt among um, not only Christians, but um, you saw that, you, you mentioned earlier, the churches were full, I mean, even among unbelievers, like people mm. were wanting to come together and have some sense of like this, uh, uh, maybe some sense of the presence of the divine mm. to give uh, reason to this, or maybe, I don't know, to express their own sadness. What do, what do you think that is? What, why why yeah. do people come together in those? Sin, uh, sin anesthetizes us. It makes us insensitive to things that are weighty that we need to be awake to. I already mentioned one of those things is our own mortality. The other is, is there a reason? Is there a purpose in life? Why do we exist? Why are we here? Because God made us, because we're not accidents. He has wired us all with those kinds of questions in our minds and hearts. If you wonder why do human beings wonder about any of those things, the answer is because God made you mm -hmm. and he made you for more than you even understand. I'm talking now about humanity generically. Yes, God yeah. made man for more, more than yeah. he knows in his sin. Mm -hmm. And so what these events do is it, it, they shake us. Mm -hmm. They wake us up. I mean, for a moment, the distractions are quieted and we're brought face to face with realities that we don't like thinking about. The reality of death, the reality of what is beyond this life, the reality of our, our sinfulness. One of the reasons people don't want to think about death and don't want to think about eternity is because instinctively they know that they are sinners and that there's a judgment coming and that they're not right with God. So yeah, there's, there's the desire for everything to be okay, mm -hmm. but everything's not okay. Mm -hmm. And that's where the church has to be so clear with the gospel of Jesus Christ because there is the answer. If you ask, why does man exist? Who made man? Why does mm -hmm. he exist? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of life? What is beyond this life? Is there a way to be at peace with our maker? Is there a way to know that we're forgiven? Is there a way to stand before God accepted? The answer is yes, and that answer is Jesus. The, the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation mm -hmm. tells us the story of how we were made, what went wrong, what our problem is, what God's solution is, and how we can receive it. Mm -hmm. and, and in times of crisis, what makes me sad, Josh, is so often the church tries to heal the wound superficially and artificially That's true. In, in, in the same way lost people try yeah. to heal the wound. Yeah. And it, it's absolutely insufficient when God has given us the sufficiency for such a time, for such a situation. And that sufficiency is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we've got to be clear in communicating it. 
And then lastly, there, uh, as a worship leader, I've, I've often thought about the types of songs we sing and, 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 and what they express emotionally. The great thing about the Psalms is that you have the full spectrum of emotions represented. And there have been some critiques following 9-11 that the church didn't have anything to sing mm. because it was just the, the worship songs leading up to it were so triumphalistic and God's victory over, over all these uh, principalities and powers and everything else, but no, no sort of uh, lament. Right. Um, and I just wonder your perspective on that. Do, um, is there anything the church needs to do to prepare oneself for these types of tragedies? Or, the, or prepare herself for these types of things? Yeah. Uh, or is that just superficial as well? I don't think it's superficial at all. I think there's a reason why the full spectrum of human emotion is found in the Psalms. And there's a place for lament. Mm-hmm. In fact, perhaps the church suffers today in, in many respects because we don't think in those terms, we rarely think in those terms. Mm-hmm. There ought to be a sense of sadness as well as a sense of victory that exists in the church at all times. Our, our Lord was a man of sorrows. He, he saw this world in the terms of sheep without a shepherd, people mm. suffering and dying with, without reconciliation with God. I mean, if that doesn't grieve us, something's wrong with us. So not only during times of, of tragedy like, like 9-11, but on a regular basis, our worship services should reflect the full knowledge that God has given us in His Word and that includes that something's desperately wrong. Mm-hmm. The gospel is not good news unless you know the bad news. Mm, if true. we're not aware of what's wrong, mm-hmm. then we don't understand what a gift God has given us in His Son. Mm. So the church's worship should reflect the knowledge. Uh, we're not living in a vacuum. We're not living in a bubble. Uh, we're not monasticists. We're not living out in the desert somewhere <clears throat> separate from what's going on in the world. And this world is full of heartbreaking realities. Mm. And the church has to know that. But thanks be to God, we have an answer for that. He's given us the answer for that. And that answer is himself. That answer is found in a reconciliation accomplished by his son. Mm. And and that's that's gotta be, uh, again, clearly communicated. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.